This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hey, people. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? I hope and pray that you're well. I am blessed. I am well. My hubby's with me tonight. Chris is, um, uh, I was going to say he's blessed and he's well, but, um, I should probably let him tell you that um, before we launch into our topic. I'll I'll have him come on and say hello to you all. I just want to say, hey, good to be back on the air with you live. Um, we've been busy as usual. We um, have been dealing with this whole um, COVID response thing. I think a couple of my other shows I said I wasn't even going to use the word or talk about that anymore, um, but I just did, <laughs> and you'll understand why um, as I continue with tonight's show, uh, because I'm using it and I'm talking about it, I'm using the word, but I'm talking about it from a, a different spin, um, not giving it any any energy or any hype, but from a different um, uh, approach. Um, but before we get into that, let me just say that um, we, um, because of the COVID response, you know, our our grandbaby's uh, school is shut down, and so we had to step in again and offer our daughter some much-needed assistance, and um, our grandbaby got to spend um, almost a week with us, basically a week, and... Uh, we got to, Grandma got to uh, be a homeschooler. <laughs> How you like those apples? <laughs> At 57, I'm homeschooling, and I tell you, I am amazed at what um, children are able uh, to do and what they're capable of doing. Uh, we didn't have to do anything nearly as challenging as what these children are doing, but my little First grader has her own Dell computer, and she knows how to navigate that thing. She knows how to cheat grandma. Um, no, this is my password. She knows how to type in her password with all the letters and numbers and navigate that um, keyboard with her finger. I have to have a mouse. Can you believe that? I have to have a mouse. I'm not comfortable navigating a laptop without my mouse, but she was just clicking and moving stuff. And, and oh, Grandma, I'll show you how to record that. We can record it, and I can send it to the teacher. Amazing, absolutely amazing. 
And I say that in compliments to my grandbaby, but I'm not exactly... <laughs> I'm not exactly thrilled that this is what our little children have to do. Call me close-minded, call me old school, call me what you choose, but I, I was I had mixed feelings about it. I'm like this is amazing, but wow, is this this is where society is now. This is what children are having to do uh to learn, and there's pros and cons about using computers, but me and her mommy are determined to continue to teach her the old school ways, continue to teach her how to use her brain, and to figure out, be able to figure out that one plus one equals two, being able to figure out how to do the addition and subtraction and multiplication, not just see it by sight, if you will, and um, and pick and choose. Um, don't get me down. I'm not going to get started. I'm not going to get started. I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm feeling myself getting worked up about it. So let me just stick back to my script. <laughs> Grandma had to help with schoolwork, and um, Papa had to help give me relief when I needed relief, but I um, thoroughly enjoy having my grandchildren, and I can sympathize with any of you that were plunged into this chaotic, this chaotic, uh, what, should, what should I call it, this chaotic experience where overnight, you know, jobs were shut down basically overnight. People were forced to work from home or not work at all. Children's schools were, now the government is the one who said that children have to go to school. It's mandatory now. You don't even have an option anymore, okay? They have to go to school, whether they be homeschooled or publicly schooled. But then overnight, we're forced to just change your lifestyle and, um, you know, homeschool your children and work full-time or whatever your situation was. So, ah, it's been something. It's been something. Um, hats off to my daughter. She's done an, an excellent job with trying to cope with this. But um, Chris and I were just talking about how it would have made more sense to us, and I try not to be a critical person, that if the schools were going to shut down, if they felt like that's what they needed to do, um, although all the models that they were using and referring to um, were way, 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 way off base and wrong, and projections were for the worst possible case scenario that didn't manifest, okay, we won't even go there, but if this is what they felt that they had to do, they should have just shut the schools down. Okay, it would have made it easier, I believe, for people's lives. But it's like the educated people just uh, did a knee-jerk response, and or this was or this was the best that they came up with, and forced people into more stress and more chaos. Just shut the school down. That's what Chris was telling me the other day. Shut the school down, okay, and then say, you know what? In a month or so, then 
if we have to have summer school to make up the time, we'll just reverse things. We'll just change the schedule. But they threw people into a tailspin, and by the grace of God, we're getting it done. We're managing it, okay? So that's my little rant about that. <laughs> that's my little rant. Um, and by the way, by the way, God is not the author author of confusion, you all. <laughs> he does things in an orderly fashion <laughs> when it's, when it's of him and inspired by him, it's done in an orderly fashion. Um, maybe it will cause, you know, some amount of stress because our physical minds and and uh, beings can't always comprehend the things that God do. But this, to me, is on another level. All right, so that's that's how you know who's responsible for all this chaos then mayhem and the things that have just unfolded due to this COVID-19 um, pandemic and more so the response, not the not the disease or the illness or the sickness itself, but the response to it. <laughs> On that note, let me just give Chris a chance to jump in here and say, hey, he might want to add 10 cents to what I just said before we uh, take off and get into our um, real topic for tonight. So let me pause and say, hey, 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 hubby, are you with me? Are you there? Hello. Hello. I'm here. Um, glad to be here. God is on the throne. He is in control. And his people have to know that he is in control and has to cling to him. Even the more, um, to piggyback on what you were saying, um, we as parents are all not teachers. We're not teachers. We're, we're, um, we're parents. We're, mm -hmm. we're, you know, nurturers and cultivators and everything, but most of us didn't go to college to be a teacher. <laughs> we, 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 I went in the Air Force and I could teach you how to play basketball. I could teach you how to work on, jet engines and missiles and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I wasn't a school teacher. I didn't, I didn't go to school to be a school teacher. So it puts, it puts families. And, and like you say, it's chaos when it puts a household in distress, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. if you're a single parent and you have to work eight hours and your kid has to get their eight hours of school in. <laughs> exactly. And, and what if you, what if you as a parent struggled through school? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my solution was shut the school down, give this time that we have now as the summer, if mm -hmm. necessary. Mm -hmm. And when everything is clear, then you open school back up and, and you pick up from there and let the teachers teach, mm -hmm. you know, with whatever adjustments. So, um, <clears throat> We're just seeing it in one household, and the one household is my daughter's household, and we're having to extend and help because that's what families do. Mm -hmm. But I think of what about a single mother that has uh, four kids between the ages of uh, six and 13, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they all have different, you know, 
you're telling the older kids to help the younger ones, but the older kids may be stressed out trying to get their work done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the mother still has to try to work. You know, so it's um, it's a very it, it, it adds to the stress. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the music. So the next voice you'll hear when we come back on will be Minister Diane Jones. <laughs> All right, dear. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am free. I Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. back and this is Diane and Chris just chimed in and and um we're talking about um before the break we were talking about our week and um having to step in and help our daughter with uh school with childcare slash school and um if you're like me or us then some of you are probably dealing with this situation because of this COVID-19 response, not the um, 
illnesses or the virus uh, uh, itself, but the response to it. And um, we're even hearing, you know, we're even hearing the naysayers and the negative voices that want to continue to stretch this thing out and make it as worse as as possible i mean just they want to tell they want us to believe that oh um we've barely gotten over this epidemic some of them are saying we're not out of the woods dr fauci uh was before the senate last week or during the week uh we're not out of the woods yet and oh it's dangerous to resume life as as usual and Plan for the second wave. Plan for the next wave. Well, um, to be honest with you all, I am tired of the COVID-19 response. The response. I'm not planning for a second wave. I'm rebuking and resisting any of that foolishness. Um, The stress for me has been more of the response because of the so-called elite educators and the experts versus the illness itself. Thankfully, I'm not saying that it's not real and that it's not happening for some people. Um, Since this whole thing started, we've known of uh, two families, one in New York and one in the D.C. area that has been affected personally by the COVID response. Two families. Okay. So in reality, it's been the bombarding and the bombarding and the bombarding of the negative news and the um, speaking death and speaking, you know, tragedy uh, that has, has been more difficult to deal with and the and the chaos that has been caused because of the reaction then the the death itself or the illnesses itself now i know some people have experienced loss during this time but death is a part of this life that is actually a part of this life and even experiencing pandemics and illnesses and is also not new to mankind. We've talked about that before, so I'm not going to get too deep into that. But anyway, I'm tired of the whole COVID response thing, and I believe in my spirit that the enemy, Satan, concocted this whole thing, launched this whole attack, this... Um, this uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, spirit of infirmity, this psychological warfare, this um, battle against the U.S., against the church, uh, God's people, um, on so many different fronts. And his intention, his intention was to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's what the scripture says he is going to do and what he is all about. But I believe, though there were some casualties, that we've already licked this thing, that he is defeated, that his his intention was to destroy, 
the United States to undo all of the progress that we were making, moving in the right direction, turning the nation back towards God, um, establishing that life begins at conception, establishing that we will be a nation that honors life at conception, um, establishing our borders, um, our, the security of our borders, just revamping some needed things, putting the Bible back in school, things that were needed to get this nation back on track, back on track. That's what the enemy was upset about. And he has used those that would allow themselves to be used, those that are subject to him to attempt to undo all of that. But you know what? I believe that he has not succeeded, that the devil is a liar. Um, We do not accept his projections. There's a story in the Bible where God asked the prophet, whose report will you believe? Whose report? Are you going to believe what God is saying about the situation and what the outcome is going to be? Are you going to accept what the enemy is saying about his plans and what he's trying to do? Well, we choose to believe the report of the Lord, and we believe that the enemy has been uh, been arrested. He's been stopped in his tracks. We have to continue to walk this thing out, but it is done. It is done in Jesus' name. Okay? So that's where we're at, people. And that's the only reason I'm bringing up even the, the name again is because I am declaring and I am decreeing that this whole pandemic and the the uh, intention for it, the reason for it, has failed. It is not going to manifest in all the ways that the enemy hoped and intended. We are preparing for God's next wave. We're not preparing for the COVID-19 second wave. We're preparing for God's next wave. And we're preparing to see the influx of souls coming into the kingdom, those that were in the kingdom becoming soldiers, um, their eyes being open, them being uh, quickened, if you will, and strengthened and built up and being able to deal with whatever's next, whatever's next. Because if you understand things through the spiritual lens, through the biblical lens, then things like this will happen, and they will continue to happen, and they will continue to um, increase until the Lord's return. But what happened this time, this time, many of God's people were not prepared Many of those that are professing Christ, professing to be Christians, were not prepared. They were asleep. They were um, content and carnal and, and just going along in life, depending on the government, depending on earthly systems, depending on everything else but God. 
And that never should have been the case, but that's what tends to happen when people are blessed and they're comfortable. We get, we, you know, we tend to just get lazy and, and lax. That's, that's human nature. We get lazy, we get slack. But I do believe that this woke a lot of people up. It's continuing to wake people up. It, you know, we were kind of saying from the very get-go, no, the churches never should have closed their doors. No, the people shouldn't, as a whole, should not have um, complied with the the requirements without a voice, without a fight, without an objection. Um, we have a right to voice our disapproval, our concerns. You know, we were saying from the get-go, this is not of God. No, this is not of God. But it, but it took a while for others to begin to see what we saw. And so now you have the massive protests. Now you have the churches that are um, fighting lawsuits, and, and we had a, a, a one or two that made a stand or a handful that made a stand and from the beginning and they were persecuted and 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 now I'm seeing reports where some of those very churches have been vindicated where they were fined where they were imprisoned where they were arrested but they're being vindicated okay the liberty uh council that we told you all about last week you know they're reporting stories where they were able to get those fines nullified or canceled and charges dropped the pastor in florida uh, dr rodney howard brown i believe is was his name his charges were dropped you know so the media is not going to come out and tell you that these churches won their cases they're going to report how they were arrested and and put them on blast so that everybody can get mad at them for making their stand and everything, but they're not going to come back and tell you that those attacks against them were unconstitutional in the first place. They were against our constitutional rights in the first place, should not have happened, but now most of the stories I've followed have received vindication. I didn't get to check up on the one in Baton uh, Baton Rouge, but I did see about a week ago where the other local pastors joined in with that pastor, Pastor Steele, who was um, threatened and put on house arrest and charges were brought against him and so forth and so on. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about how you can be equipped how you can be prepared for God's next wave, okay? Calling the called so that you can be prepared for the next wave. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. (laughs) A black nurse 
This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. It's time for you to be prepared. If this caught you by surprise, if this um, knocked your socks off, so to speak, if this has made you question your faith and your standing, then it's time for you to become equipped and prepared for the next wave. I'm not talking about another wave of uh, sicknesses, I'm talking about the next move of God. Uh, these things are going to continue to happen because the scriptures tell us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, although the fight and the battle manifest in the flesh. The battle is really occurring in the spiritual realm, and Satan and his army is fighting for the future of this nation and the souls that make up this nation, the souls that this nation affects. If you haven't figured out that this is a battle between good and evil yet, I'm here to tell you and make it simple and make it plain for you that that is what this is. That's what's going on. This is a battle between good and evil. I'm going to give Chris a chance to jump in there if you want to say something before we talk about how you can become equipped. It's all about um, it's all about warfare. It's about spiritual warfare and stepping back and seeing what's really going on in the spirit realm. And if you acknowledge the spirit realm, then you're just um, basically a victim, waiting to see what happens. It's like, for example, a lot of people. Dealing with this coronavirus, don't know what's going to happen. They're just waiting, 
for the next bit of news to come out. Mm-hmm. And there's people actually, you know, it's, it's far-fetched, but there's people who put trash bags on, you know, and and going to the schools pick, when they were picking their kids up from schools, wearing trash bags and spraying the kids down, their backpacks down and everything, because all they do is listen to the media. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, and if all you do is listen to the media, the media is unstable. So you'll go every direction. You'll be walking around in your car with gloves on, masks on, uh, a, a, a thing on your on your hair. You know, like like it's a nuclear war going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the person, in the ne- next person is sitting in the car with the windows down, sunroof open, looking at you like, "What is wrong with you?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so if all you hear is is fear being inflicted, and you don't have any foundation, then you're going to be scared all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, but if you if if you go to the source and seek God about what's going on and draw to Him during this time, mm-hmm. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to tell you, "This is foolishness. Stay with me. Hold on." To my unchanging hand, and I will pull you through this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he would tell you to fill your lamps up with oil and be ready. Right. You know, but if 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 you're foolish, every time the wind blows, you're going to be panicking and 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 running and buying up all the toilet paper and being foolish. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we have to connect. To the to the Holy Spirit and follow what the Holy Spirit is saying, mm-hmm. and most will not do it. I mean, but His Word a, said He's coming back for a remnant anyway. Right, right. And, and one thing I've discovered, and and I mean, this has affected me in various ways too, but not because I was afraid of getting the virus. It 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 was more unsettling to me to see. People, how people, where people are at, how they have responded, even people in the church, even people that profess to belong to the Lord, um, it has really disturbed me to see the the level of fear. Um, for a long time, I I battled with the fear of dying years ago, um, probably because my parents both died young. My mother died. Um, I want to say she was in her 40s. My dad was in his 30s, and I think I've talked about that even on this uh, show before, how the enemy tried to attack me with a spirit of fear concerning dying young. But this has shown me, you know, you know how many, the, 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 the number of people that are afraid of death and afraid of getting sick, to the point where they won't even speak to other people now because they're so concerned about preserving their lives. That just really, uh, it just woke me up. It, it was offensive to me to see it in the church because the scriptures tell us that for us to die, if you're a believer in Christ and you've been born again, the scriptures tell us for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. When we die, the troubles of this world are over. 
we immediately stand before Christ and we are in his presence and we enjoy the eternal treasures of heaven. Of heaven, where the Bible says there will be no more sorrow, where there will be no more tears, where there will be no more sickness. So how many believers truly believe the word of God? Well, it's evident that they don't. And that they love this life more than the life that we say we're living this life for, if you follow what I'm saying. You still with me, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. And that just shook me. It shook me to see how we say we love the Lord and we believe in heaven, but nobody's ready to die. Nobody wants to die. Of course, I don't want to leave my family, and and but there are times that I also do long for being with the Lord because because of what that blessed hope is because of the promise because this life is hard at times because it does have trials that sometimes make you long for that place of peace and tranquility but to see how people have responded during this so many people it those things shook me more no, than it's a level of 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 how real is the beyond to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. When you when, when when the Bible describes the streets of gold and the and 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 you know the jewels in the streets and 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 all the beauty and the um you know if you're not hungry for that it's a story. Exactly. It's a, it's a fable, it's a fairy tale, but when it's but when it's real to you, yes. When it's real to you, then you long for it. The people who have died and come back, and were and were given a glance, mm-hmm. they come back differently. Yeah, just like a person who died and went to hell and came back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They usually come back preaching. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because it's because it was realer than real. Yeah, and and but but when you don't when you don't have that as being real, then this this ball of dirt that we live on and are a part of because we're made here is the most realest thing that we know. Mm-hmm. And so the faith is very low. You word it out, you verbalize it, and you go along. But as far as is really really. Believing it, uh, that's a challenge. Many people, many people that profess to be Christians don't even believe it. They don't believe it. They don't long for it. Paul said that he, he was torn. Apostle Paul said he was torn that for him to, he was torn between remaining in, in the world and in the earth, you know, like for the sake of the gospel and the work and the ministry, but there was a part of him, and I'm not quoting it exactly correctly, but there was a part of him that longed to be with the Lord. 
And that, to me, comes from a depth. That comes, you have a depth in your relationship with the Lord that is true, that it is real, it is authentic. And you're going to have those kinds of feelings because the Bible tells us to wear this world loosely, that we're supposed to wear this world like a garment. We can take a garment off. You know, we, we, we undress and we redress every day to get to go to bed, to put on our night clothes, to get up and get dressed. We're supposed to wear this world like a garment. Have you ever seen a, a, a caterpillar uh, dragging around his cocoon after he's come out of it or uh, a butterfly dragging around the cocoon? <laughs> Once he becomes a butterfly... He's like, oh, I'm flying. I got a new body, got wings. Mm-hmm. He don't look back. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we tighten up the belt on this, on this body, and we, yes. we want to keep it. Yes, yes, people. I mean, the things that I have seen um, that have just troubled me. You know, the people, the saints who were afraid to hug each other and the saints who had attitudes with each other and and still um the was the lack of um fellowship was already an issue for me but this just seemed to add to it you know in the in the in the biblical times or in the church you know, they were all on one accord, the Bible says. That's that's why the Holy Spirit was able to fall on them during Pentecost. And Pentecost is coming up, by the way. Um, and they were all on one accord, of one mind, you know, in one place. And the church is already fragmented. It was already fragmented before this hit. But to me, it has it is even more fragmented because then we went from the physical assembly to not even being able to physically assembly. And some people didn't even miss it and didn't even care that we couldn't. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's the tunes. <laughs> We're going to get into our topic deeper when, after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones, and we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse abuse. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. 
Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Tugginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, so we are talking about preparing for the next wave, for God's next wave. We want to help our listeners to be ready for the next wave. Chris mentioned how the enemy basically launched a, it it, it was almost like a nuclear attack was launched. And so I'm going to tag along with what he's saying and say, yes, the devil launched a spiritual nuclear bomb. That's that's what you can equate this to. He launched a spiritual nuclear bomb. But while I was waiting during the commercial, the Lord reminded me that years ago, back in 2009, he told me that we would be setting off landmines behind the enemy lines in the spiritual realm, that that is what our ministry was going to do. We were going to be setting off landmines and blowing up the enemy's devices and and affecting his camp in opposition to his efforts. To it, we would be advancing God's kingdom. And what can you do to be a part of that? Well, you, you're awake now. Hopefully you're awake now. You've been shaken up. You've been stirred up. Now you need to enlist. You need to enlist in the army, in God's army. You need to make a conscious decision that you're ready to do your part, that you're no longer content to just go to church and go through the motions and listen to some programs or sermons. Some churches may not even be able to, re, you know, resume after this. 
because of the decisions that they made. Some churches will not even be able to resume after this. But you need to decide as an individual that you're ready to commit to whatever it is that God has created you for. And if you don't know what that is, then you need to get some personal ministry, some training so that you can figure that out. That's what we do. This radio program is hosted by Equipping the Saints Ministries. That's what we are called to do, is equip the people of God to do the things that they are called to do with confidence, with boldness, and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord. We want to impact our community for real. For real people, because at the end of the day, that's what really counts. Will you be ready to meet the Lord when your day comes? When you, when you, when you leave this body, when you leave this earthly body, will you be ready to meet the Lord? And will he say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful of a few things. Enjoy Enjoy what I have prepared for you. Will you be ready for that? Will you be able to say that I warned as many people, I reached as many people, I shared the gospel with as many people as I could, I I preached in your name, I healed in your name, um, I did miracles in your name, I set captives free in your name. Will you be able to say that and he say, well done? If the answer is no, then you need to be making some moves now. I spent some time today posting on our ministry Facebook page an event for the start of our next Word Academy, Academy in the Word. We we had a class, um, I, it's been probably close to five or six months now. And lots of things happened, and we had to switch courses. Uh, The Lord restored our fellowship at um, our old church at Anacostia International, so we've been involved with them. But now I feel stirred up to launch another module, another class. This would be our second module, and it is called Prophets and Prophecy. Let me make sure I'm saying that right. Prophets, the prophet and prophecy. That's the next module that we're going to be launching. We won't be starting it until June. That gives our listeners and the people that we're targeting a chance to reach out to us, uh, sign up, do what you have to do to register. So effective today, I, I, I advertise an event that we will be having Module 2, The Prophet and Prophecy, because people need hands-on, direct-to-the-point biblical training and understanding of what is going on now. And prophecy is one of those things. The office of the prophet is one of those offices that is vital during a time of crisis, leading up to a crisis, because if churches had an active prophetic ministry, then they would have been prepared for this. Since so many churches have 
dismissed the prophetic office and dismissed the apostolic office. They weren't prepared. They were doing things religious, religiously, and a lot of them have become carnal and fleshly, so they were not prepared and still are not prepared. But those of you that want to be prepared, you need to get some training. You need to get some training, okay? Enlist in our military boot camp. This is a hands-on, interactive-type study. Um, you will be challenged. You will be called upon to participate. There are written assignments, but in addition to that, we will challenge you to um, exercise your giftings and your callings, to discover your giftings and your callings. That's what true ministry is all about. In the gifts of the Spirit, not just programs, not just um, a five-point sermon that's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. When I say inspired by the Holy Spirit, I mean that when you preach that sermon, that people's hearts are convicted. They're convicted of sin. They're convicted of shortcomings in their life. They want to be free. You don't make them comfortable in their bondage and comfortable in their condition, but when you preach, it's under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit. And lives are touched, lives are changed, that people get saved for real. It's time for the body of Christ to become holy, without spot, without wrinkle. And that's not the type of preaching that's going on these days. Okay? Let me tell you what some of the other modules are. Um, well, before I do that, let me quickly say... Our classes are going to begin June 17th, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We will be holding the classes in person for those who can attend in person, but also be a conference call for those who can't attend in person. Okay? You can reach us at ETS Ministries, INC, for more information on how to sign up for the classes. We do not charge for the classes because Jesus taught his disciples for three years, morning, noon, and night, and he did not charge them for that. So we do not charge for our classes. We do accept donations and offerings to help with the expenses that we incur, such as making the brochures and um, uh, administrative-type things, like doing this radio broadcast. We accept donations, we accept offerings, but we do not charge and make an issue out of that part of it, okay? So I wanted to say that before we run out of time, but some of the other classes that we will be teaching, spiritual warfare, demons, I'm sorry, dreams and visions, the emphasis on 
the spirit of Jezebel, because that is exactly what we're dealing with right now. I have not seen Jezebel so so fully as I have seen this spirit manifested in this pandemic and leading up to this pandemic and how the battle is raging for control of the United States, the spirit of Jezebel. And so many believers are clueless as to what is going on. Counting up the cost of true ministry, counting up the cost of truly serving the Lord, the working of miracles, uh, fasting, awareness of cults, cult awareness, deliverance ministry, and then there's a bonus class, um, too, that's optional, introduction to the Hebrew language. So this is kind of like a vocational school of ministry. It's not the extra hermeneutics and hermeneutics and, you know, the Gospels of John and Christology and those types of things. It's the, it's the meat and bones of ministry. It's what you need to know now to be prepared for the next wave. Reach out to us. Sign up for the class. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Mm-hmm. 